right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Katie. Hey, Monica. What's up? You know, I'm just having a really great Sunday. Are you enjoying it? I am. We took a little trip to the library, and that's really one of my favorite places in my town. I mean, in any town, really, any library is... But yours just got a huge makeover, and it smells kind of like elementary school, that fresh paint. It's upgraded for sure. It's really good. Good, cool spot. So, yeah. I'm happy. Me too, Bran. Tell me more. Well, today we're going to talk about a juicy peach theory. Mm -hmm. Katie's been developing a theory. Yeah. We, from multiple books that we've been reading and lots of different sources from the universe. Mm -hmm. It's been confirmed, everyone. Yeah, that we need to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we need to stop worrying about what other people think about what that self is for you. Yeah, and it seems hard sometimes to stop worrying about what other people think of us and to start living our true selves. Because in a way, we've been conditioned since we were toddlers to be concerned about what other people think about us. That's how we developed our behavior. So it's very normal for us to have that track of thought. Yep. And, you know, you think about a toddler that gets itself dressed. It's going (laughs) to dress in a pretty fun, colorful, goofy way. And... We as adults are like, oh, look, she dressed herself today. Look at those funny clothes she's wearing. She hasn't learned that she needs to fit into society yet. Bless Mm. her little heart. Mm. And then every day we dress ourselves into what we think that society is going to want us to wear. And that's just a glimpse into the depths of what? The juicy peach theory. Of the juicy peach theory. (laughs) Thinking that you have to please others is seriously, guys, it's depleting your, it's depleting the world of the potential you have to share with it. And it's just Mm -hmm. not fair. So we all need to go ahead and start letting our freak flags fly. Mm -hmm. Because it's really uh, an impossible effort because it's impossible to know what would please others. I mean, we could have our assumptions, but really that's not a known thing to know what someone would be expecting of us to be pleased by us. And two, it's not our responsibility to try and be pleasing others. That's self-work, right? Yeah. So it's a silly chase to think that that is the way we should effort our living. Yes. In the eyes of others to please them. Because more than likely, they're not going to notice, and you're going to feel lack, Mm -hmm. luster, and you're not letting yourself shine. Right. So back in episode 34, we kind of touched on this, but in case you missed that, it's the theory is kind of like, you are who you are, and other people are going to react to you. Some people are going to like you, and some people aren't going to like you. And that's not about you. If it was about you, then nobody would like you. But there are people out there that like you. Those are your people. Those are your tribe. Not everyone gets along with everyone. And if we all try to please everybody, we're going to be a lot of boring lumps. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be boring And very inauthentic as well. If we're just constantly trying to do things to help someone, to help please someone else, is not authentic to ourselves probably. Exactly. And so Brooke Castillo in her podcast uh, compares that to a juicy peach, that there are 
you know, I think of a juicy peach as extraordinarily delicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, summer day, yes, like I want to eat a peach right now. But there are people in the world that don't like peaches. Right. There are people in the world that don't like the fruit. Yeah. No fruit for me. That's exactly what we said in episode 34. Yes. So Monica found We're Reading You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero this month, and she found this passage that is like, whoa, perfectly tied into this juicy peach theory. Mm-hmm. So she's going to share that with us now. Yeah, I posted it on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago, and that's at Handcraft Yoga. So if you wanted to check it out there, or of course, pick up your own copy of You Are a Badass. Um Stop doubting your greatness. Start living an awesome life. But here's the quote. You are perfect. To think anything less is as pointless as a river thinking that it's got too many curves or that it moves too slowly or that its rapids are too rapid. Says who? You're on a journey with no defined beginning, middle, or end. There are no wrong twists and turns. There is just being. And your job is to be as you as you can be. This is why you're here. To shy away from who you truly are would leave the world you-less. You are the only you there is and ever will be. I repeat, you are the only you there is and ever will be. Do not deny the world its one and only chance to bask in your brilliance. We are all perfect in our own magnificent, fucked-up ways. Laugh at yourself. Love yourself and others. Rejoice in the cosmic ridiculousness. Oh, I just love that. I know. That summarizes so much truth for us. I mean, damn. The river does not worry if it's curves are too curvy or its water moves too fast. The peach doesn't worry if it's too juicy or too tart. And you shouldn't worry to be your exact self in lieu of pleasing somebody else because that's not going to provide the joy-filled lives that Mm -hmm. we are striving to find. Exactly. I love it. And then um, Brene Brown in her book, Daring Greatly, it seems like all of the resources are shedding this light on this subject because it's so true. Mm -hmm. But Brene Brown talks about belonging versus fitting in. And she describes belonging as the innate human desire to be part of something larger than us. Versus fitting in, assessing the situation, and becoming who you need to be in order to be accepted. And so it's really belonging is requiring us to be who we are. And fitting in is really a barricade to Mm -hmm. get to that belonging. So the more we're trying to mimic what we think others want of us, the less we're going to feel that innate sense of belonging. Yeah, ourselves. Ugh. So good. So deep. It's so good. It is so good. So how can we work to be authentic and how can we allow others to be authentic? This leads me to Amani Pearl that I've recently developed. I read enough things to consolidate this thought into one of my first quotables coming out here first, right here, right now. Boom, boom. boom. Katie, why don't you do me the honors in reading my first quote aloud? Okay, here's one. Here's a quote from a very intelligent <laughs> yoga instructor, life coach, uh, extraordinaire, crafting creator, Monica McGee states, I have to be okay with you not being like me as much as I'm okay with me not being like you. And as I re- 
read that and hear it and think of it in my own brain, the first thing I advocate to is, well, I also have to be okay with the way that we share this experience and the ways that I am like you and the ways that you are like me. And as I start working out, how would that sound? How's the opposite sound? It is namaste. It is the divine light within me honors and sees the divine light within you. Mm -hmm. For its differences and its similarities. Yes. Just that whole entire being. Yes. And just being in love with what is in this moment and cherishing what you do have going on. Mm -hmm. Yes. And shining lights on what makes you unique rather than trying to make yourself just like everybody else. Right. That's the real jewel. I believe it. I love it. I just love it. It gives gives us so much permission to just go out into the world and shine our brilliant lights. What a relief, right? No kidding. And if everybody were allowing themselves and others to live in that way, what an open, tolerant, exploring, curious place it would be. And it is. And I think that kind of goes back to Brene's sense of how important vulnerability is Mm -hmm. because we have to have that vulnerability key to let ourselves be interesting and unique and not shame others for their interesting, unique stuff. And that's the big key to having that all go down. If Mm -hmm. you are your unique self, there probably are going to be people out there that try to shame you. And you have to be shame resilient enough to be able to be like, sorry, you're not playing in this arena. You're not with me right now. Exactly. You're a spectator spectating and being a jerk on the stands while I'm the one out here being my brave self. Yeah. Because it's hard enough to suit up for ourselves to be in the arena. It's hard enough to to not shame ourselves for being interesting and unique. And once we can get over that, we stop shaming ourselves mm-hmm. and we're much more or much less likely to want to shame anyone else. We'll be following the golden rule of treat others the way I would like to be treated. I'm doing my best and I want to believe that others are doing that as well. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And know that haters are going to hate. Yes. And know that that hate, while it might hurt our exterior and our ego, it's not going to kill us. Mm-hmm. And it still is benefiting the world. And those people, you just kind of have to prioritize your feelings and say, like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. But exactly. Shame resilience that and armor yourself up with that shame resilience while you're while you're doing your thing. Yeah. We kind of just did a recap of Derek. <laughs> yeah, but oh, it's, it's worth doing because so I feel like, you know, 15 minutes of a talk about it isn't enough. There, There's so much you could pull out of that book that is so great. Yeah, and the fact that we dropped that awesome quote on you're a badass in the first chapter, there's going to be a lot more juicy stuff oh, yeah. from that. Oh, which really just makes me so grateful to have all of the resources we have. I feel like... In this podcast, we're on our fourth book. I know we've said that already, but um, there's just so many resources out there and it's so easy to just live life day to day and not consume a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And thank you for helping inspire that in me. It's been really great. My pleasure, friend. Thanks <sighs> for helping inspire that in me because there really is so much to absorb and we are either unconsciously absorbing information through our you know, mindless scrolling or just letting whatever come our way without a filter, without deliberate intention, without setting yourself up for those ways to be in the headspace you want to be in. And contrary to popular belief, to my popular belief often, 
we get to decide what that headspace is. These feelings and emotions we have aren't just handed to us. We create them. We mm-hmm. have the thoughts that support them. We deal with the reactions that they create. And so if we can kind of anywhere in that line that we can shift ourselves mm-hmm. to have the heads, to have that headspace, to feel the way we want to feel, to have the futures of our dreams, girlfriend, yes. we can do it. Yes. Empower yourself to set your priorities, optimize your schedule, and visualize that living that life that you want to be in. Be in true belonging with yourself. Be in that authentic space and and love whatever comes out, even if it's ridiculous and silly or a mistake or a misstep. Whatever it seems like it is, just roll with it. It's a lot easier if you love it than you hate it. Right. We get to have that choice, how we're going to. How we're going to deal. Yeah. And that's actually one of the principles of improv. They talk about that being the yes and, and we've mentioned that that's one of the things we started a premise of this podcast on is how can we roll with what's coming to us more flexibly? How can we um, invite that sense of creativity into all of our problem solving? Yeah. And so that improv sense is yes anding the world. Yes anding whatever's held dealt to you and in a big way, we have to yes and how to be ourselves. We have to yes and ourselves. And that's fun. It is fun. We got to <laughs> convince ourselves that's fun. Because exactly. sometimes it can feel a little confusing. And we get to yes and our story mm-hmm. that we're about to write. We get yeah. to take every prompt and say yes. And then what happened? Mm-hmm. And that's just so our little stories we're about to write are just practice yep. for the yes ending that we want our whole lives to be. Mm-hmm. So create your own sense of true belonging in this story that you are about to choose an adventure for. Let's do it. Get right out your pen and pad. Oh, shit. I missed a great opportunity. <laughs> right here, right now. <laughs> Get out your pen and pad. Get ready with <clears throat> your timer to pause us and write for three minutes after you. we give you our first prompt. Today, we are going to be using some online prompts from the website springhole.net. Thank you, Memory Monica. And uh, we're going to be giving you a character, and you're going to write about that character for three minutes. And then we're going to throw you a little spin, and you're going to this time write about your spin for about five minutes, whatever. It's flexible. So get ready for your three-minute character development before we give you a little something to work with. Ooh, your first prompt, your character prompt is this controlling, gorgeous man with the knowledge to save the world. Perfect. Whoa. So as the twist for your next prompt which you'll write about for the next five minutes or so to finish up your story. Your character was interested in a famous explorer growing up. So work that in, wrap up your story, come back and we'll share. Well, well. Here we have some interesting stories. Here, indeed, we do have. (laughs) We're just going to have to let it out, you know? Yeah. Be authentic with your story. That's right. I will. Starting now. 
right here. Yep, that's right. You have to listen and listen up now. If you want to save the planet, I beg you. I clicked the TV off. Paul Harrington was the most tweeted, Googled, biggest news story headliner to date. He was stunningly good looking. Piercing amber eyes that penetrated the soul. His hair was perfect, with that goofy cowlick that gave him a really natural and laid-back feel. But I digress. He was so much more than his good looks. He had a plan that could save the world. And surely it would work, making my father's Mars and Moon Mansion Company nearly worthless. I was stuck in a major moral dilemma. Do I, A, follow Mr. Harrington's rules and attempt to save the planet, or B, try to use my fame as the richest man in the world's only living heir and protect the, to protect the very fortune that gives me all my power. I thought back to my youth, back when Nanny Karen protected me from knowing who I was and of my fortune. Mother thought it would be better that I grew up away from the riches. In those days, my favorite TV show was that of famed explorer Tony Bonanza. Is that a real person? No. Could be, with a name like that. He was such a lover of all the natural creatures of the world. I was fascinated by learning about how diverse everything was out there. There was really just too much of our fortune riding on these Mars and Moon mansions. I sometimes wish I had stayed in that blissful state with Nanny Karen and never learned of my father and his evil plot to take over the world. I hated to lose it all, but someone had to stay to stand up to protect the planet. Dun dun dun! <laughs> I love it. Was Nanny that... Karen. <laughs> I don't know. Just I wish I had stayed with Nanny Karen. Just go with it. I felt it. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that story with me. I hope it wasn't confusing. I don't know what I was really writing about. You were being perfectly in the Katie story mode. That's right. Yeah, that's all you could be. That's that's all I could do. Yeah. If you didn't like it, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just Send go. us your best story. Yeah. yeah. Or a story. It doesn't have to be your best. Okay. <laughs> How about I go? How about you go? I'm going to go. Amelia, come to me now. Ugh, he's lucky he's so good looking, or else I'd be pretty turned off by his shouting demands. I wondered, if he were any less gorgeous, would I still be willing to intern for his lab? If he didn't have that long, luscious golden hair, or those bright, sparkly blue eyes, or that strong and defined jawline, or those kissable lips. Amelia! <laughs> Amelia! Stop what you're doing and come here now. Ugh, he's so darned bossy. I put down the tools I was working with, turned down the heat on the iron, tied up the subject, rolled over the privacy curtain, hopped through the decontamination fan, and changed out of my lab coat. He only wants to speak if we're wearing red, I know, controlling, right? And ran up to his station. Yes, sir, how can I assist you? He just held out a piece of paper with a map that looked dated and in another language. Take this to the history department and see if this is in our notes from the expeditions of Sincenzo Marco Cola. And hurry back. I need you to document attempt number 751. Again, he's lucky. He's so gorgeous and smart. How did I get so fortunate to work alongside the man that is saving the world? 
I'm really starting to feel like I'm making a difference in my life. I'm saving the world. Amelia, be a doll and bring me a coffee. One drop cream, two and a half pumps vanilla, three glugs of half and half. If it's not one drop of cream, two and a half pumps of vanilla, and three glugs of half and half, I'll send it back. I'm saving the world. I'm saving the world. I'm saving the world. <laughs> he is gorgeous. I'm saving the world. He's gorgeous. <laughs> yes. Those are good. Help the gorgeous man save the world. Help us save the world. Indeed. Share us uh, with your friends. Yeah. Rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Yeah. And drop us a review. Yeah. Do it and share the love. Right here. Right now. Bye. Bye. Here's some fun bloopers from the episode. Hope you get a laugh out of them because we think we're funny. <laughs> My brain just stops. It just hits the wall. Because there's really a lot to break interesting. down. So yeah. I'm going to talk about the person first, not the peach. I'm going to say yeah. there was really just too much writing on the Mars and Moon. Me. The Mars and Moon. <laughs> Right here. Right now.